When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Out the Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Start up your Friday, start up your weekend right here on B&E, Show of the People. And you people have been good already. A lot of great text messages and thoughts coming in on the Specs text line. Appreciate the contributions always. NBA draft last night, great game in college baseball. A lot of subplots going on there. By the way, Buck, the uh, with Scoot Henderson going third... With uh, Victor Wenbanyama going number one, it is the third time in the modern draft era that two of the first three picks did not play college basketball. The last time that happened was 2003. LeBron James followed by Darko Milicic. That was a bad pick for the Detroit Pistons. Wasn't Dwayne Wade selected soon after that, Mm -hmm. which uh, the Detroit Pistons still regret Darko. And then 2001, Kwame Brown started out of high school, Tyson Chandler and Pau Gasol, all three of the top picks, did not play college basketball. But uh, two of the top three last night, Brandon Miller out of Alabama, went number two. And that seemed so. the way it was going that Brandon Miller was going to be number two. I mean, yeah. a lot of I mean, the leading up there, the, the, those forty-eight hours leading up, it sounded like he was going to be that guy. Yeah, I had a personal workout with. Uh, I heard this on the afternoon show yesterday. We had a workout with Michael Jordan, who's selling his part of that team, but he was part of the draft process. And uh, Brandon Miller, you know, outed Michael Jordan that he airballed a free throw, like they were shooting some hoops. And he said, yeah, I watched Michael Jordan airball a free throw, <laughs> which I'm sure Jordan's not real happy. Well, you got to out me on that, kid. Yeah. Come on, man. I'll see you at the blackjack table. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff last night. And uh, Grady Dick's outfit getting a lot of run. And uh, said, said, I didn't know Elton John was getting drafted into the NBA. <laughs> That's kind of true. Uh, I love that. But, uh, yeah, Grady Dick. It's their night to shine, and he did shine. Very shiny. An ode to uh, Wizard of Oz. And Dorothy's oh, yeah. red slippers are not nice. in Kansas anymore. He's not in Kansas anymore. He's going to Toronto to play for the Raptors. So you had a theme. That's, that's all right. If you've got a theme, you're going with it. you got to go all the way. And he did. Yeah, it's true. Your guy I, did I'll give him that. He didn't like dip his toe way. in it, and he went all in. Yes, he did. He went all in, which you know, Liberace would be proud. Or he didn't just put the tip. He went you he ever went see Li- <laughs> he went the, You know Who, Grady? Yeah. Grady went all in? Yeah, he went all in. Good did job. I hear that? Yeah, good job for him. You uh, were you? Uh, did you ever see Liberace? I did. Tell me about it. Uh, he was flamboyant. He was. He was the original caviar guy. I mean, he really was. I mean, but he could play that. It was piano. Vegas, right? Is where he played. Oh mostly? yeah, he was a Vegas guy. Okay. Then there was Celine Dion. You know, I'm. Big you even Celine know that Dion. name, Liberace? Ty? Even that name. I've heard. I've 
have not heard candelabras. Him actually is that like an, that's like an act, right? Yeah, uh, no, no, well, a one no. man act. Yeah, one man act. I mean, it was fabulous. And sing and now dance. some of the other olds will tell me more a little bit deeper into Liberace. I just oh, deeper I just re- into Liberace. Is that what you said? Yeah, he was very flamboyant. But he could play the piano. I mean, he was really talented. talented. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I'm just kind of stuck on deeper into Liberace. <laughs> okay. Hey, can we can we get to those headlines, the trending topics, to start your Friday morning, get your weekend underway? UBL Business Services brings it to you. And yet, as expected, San Antonio Spurs last night selected the 7-5 French phenom Victor Wenbanyama with the first pick in the NBA draft, 19-year-old. Uh, incredibly smooth offensive skill set along with an eight-foot wingspan, immediate shot-blocking presence and ability, regarded as a generational talent with many declaring him the best prospect in the league since LeBron James two decades ago. Charlotte, as we mentioned, selected Alabama forward Brandon Miller at two. That was ahead of the draft's top point guard. Scoot Henderson went third to the Portland Trailblazers. With the fourth pick, the Houston Rockets took Amen Thompson. And his brother, Asaur, was taken by Detroit one pick later, making the uh, six-seven identical twins the first pair of brothers Ever drafted within the top 10 of a draft. Rockets also drafted Villanova wing Cam Whitmore with the 20th pick. That was a player a lot believed would be taken in the top 10. He was there still, still there at 20. Also last night after trading back to 12, Dallas Mavericks selected Duke center Derek Lively II. One major trade announced ahead of last night's draft. The Golden State Warriors reportedly trading Jordan Poole to the Washington Wizards in exchange for veteran point guard Chris Paul. And according to his agent, former Longhorn Javari Rice, Sir Javari Rice has signed a two-way contract with those San Antonio Spurs. College baseball, incredible game in Omaha last night, as anticipated. Two of the best teams, two of the best pitchers in all of college baseball went head-to-head with a trip to the National Championship Series on the line. After ten and a half innings of scoreless baseball, it was LSU uh, third baseman Tommy White who finally connected in the bottom of the 11th. Carl Ravitch on ESPN last night. Walk-off win for LSU. They take down top Wake Forest back-to-back nights. Uh, Tigers got eight two-hit innings from their staff ace, Paul Skeens. He struck out 12. Wake Forest ace, Rhett Louder. We equaled him. Seven innings, three three hits allowed. It will be an all-SEC best-of-three final matchup, though, with LSU facing Florida starting tomorrow night. It's a rematch of the 2017 finals that saw the Gators win their first national title. Pro ball last night. Rangers and Astros both enjoying the day off. Both will open fun weekend series. Texas is in New York to face the Yankees this weekend. Astros are in L.A. to face the Dodgers. Dell Diamond last night. Round Rock posted their sixth straight win. They roll past Sacramento 11-5 on a thirsty Thursday. Same two tonight on a Bud Light Fireworks Friday. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Yeah, I think I had a a, a, a liking for every, anybody that played music that sat behind a piano, like Liberace, uh, Little Richard, you know, Stevie Wonder, anybody behind a piano. I always kind of liked their music. Billy Joel. Billy Joel, no doubt about that. Um, I, the Karen Carpenter. She played piano. Am I right about mm. that? I think Karen Carpenter played the piano. Anyone that played the piano and sang always had a little, had a liking. Little Richard, I, I loved Little Richard. I mean, that was back in the day, I think, of Liberace back in those days. Yeah. Well, Stevie Wonder. They were extremely Stevie flamboyant Wonder. in the way they dressed, though. 
Those are dudes that dress like chicks. Well, then, that's where the great the dick conversation comes from. Yeah. That's what he kind of looked like last night. And look, there's the Elton John picture. That's that's the same suit almost. Without the sequence that someone sent us Elton John. Dressed up in a red on red outfit. Yeah, and a very similar. Nice job. Somebody sent us the picture of both. Nice work by them. And I really do believe Grady Dick, and I asked him on Twitter, he looks just like Brad Kellner to me, our former co-worker. He looks a little producer. bit like BK. <laughs> he looks like BK. I was like, that Brad Kellner? And, of course, Kansas, BK's a big Kansas fan. And plus, BK would have got that suit from Goodwill. And BK would have worn that. Uh, no doubt. No question. Brad Kellner, if you know him down, down in Houston doing great stuff, he, uh, he, he would have supported that for sure. He would have worn that outfit. Uh, I think so for sure. Um by the way, Jerry Lee Lewis, there's another one. So thank you very much. I had that written down. Jerry Lee Lewis is another behind just the Just passed away. Didn't yes. He? Jerry Lee Lewis played a private show for Jerry Jones' 80th birthday party this year. Wow. And then he passed away a short time after that. Yeah. About Jerry Jones getting the, the private show for his, his birthday party. Uh, also, by the way, in, the, in relation to the submersible story, and, and I sent this to Twitter audio to, on Twitter to Ty, but it really didn't make much sense to play on the radio. But do you realize that The Simpsons, again, predicted this? How long ago was that, Ty, that The Simpsons had an episode that predicted, with Homer Simpson going down to the Titanic, going down to wreckage and got stuck and Out ran of out oxygen. of oxygen? Yeah. A while. It was a while ago? I think so. I, mean, I, I remember that. I think that, that's at least like a 15-year-old episode. Oh, it is? Okay, that old. Okay, but they, people are always finding, because they've, they've made a million Simpsons episodes, but they remember they predicted Donald Trump was going to be president way back when he was just still... They predicted 9-11. They predicted, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty eerie that uh, the writers, creators of The Simpsons are kind of ahead of the curve on a lot of these things, it feels like, and they, they predict the future eerily. Uh, I liked Warren Zevon. Yes. Ronnie Millsap. I don't, I don't know much about Ronnie Millsap. Sorry He was that. blind, correct? Say, yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Visually impaired? Oh, he's blind. He couldn't see. <laughs> Dead up. Well, you can't say blind anymore? No, nah, it's... it's Careful yeah, you can. One of these days. You're not, no, visually impaired. I mean, trailing the third never thought Stevie Wonder was totally blind because he said he saw him catch a microphone one time when it dropped. Who said that? Trey. The, you know, paper guy. Trey Elling? Paper out. Yeah, yeah. The Stevie Wonder's not blind. He said, no, he's, he saw him when a, when his microphone. It's probably news to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, was, I kept on saying to him, I said, do you think the dude wanted to play blind all his life? That was his gig? That's his gig? That's yeah. a bit? That's, he, a, that's bit. a bit for him? Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to play blind for the, my entire life. No, that's not Wrong a bit. With him. Really? I mean, he, yeah. Stevie Wonder's a musical genius, but he, he is visually impaired. He can't see. I never saw that segment where he caught the mic when it went down. We did tell you I've yesterday. You've seen that video? He sensed it. He's got keen senses. It had to be what it is. What, spidey senses? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're, we, you know, you're, we'll ask you Sean. Sean will let us know. If you don't have one of the senses, your other four get very heightened. Very I know, heightened but a lot of times. What, what is that? A, that's not a sense. To be able to feel when things are you felt to fall it. around Feel you. is a sense. Touch. Yeah, you didn't feel it. Yeah, he sensed it. The thing, the sensed video, he's really like sitting there. And so you're like, on board with this, Mister? We didn't land on the moon. Uh, yeah, that's right. He doesn't believe. He doesn't believe Stevie Wonder is blind. Oh, there's something. I think there might be something to that Trey was onto something there. You two should hang out. <laughs> yeah. at Deep Betty Cabaret. Barry, Barry Manilow, yeah, Ray, Ray Charles. Charles. No Ray doubt Charles about that. Best ever. He loves Ray Charles. I do too. Now he was Jackson blind. Brown, visually yes. impaired. A dude was blind. Yeah, he went blind. He went blind. A child. Yes, yes. Like we we know that story. But Jackson Brown. Yes. Love Jackson Brown. 
yeah, nice. Yeah, pianos. What about your lady, Carly Simon? She's good behind the piano. She get behind the piano and a a, be- and a beach cabana <laughs> and a cabana on the beach. Not bad. You heard that story, Ty? She can make Bucky's it work. Bucky's run into Carly Simon on Martha's Vineyard. Oh, I've heard. She can make it work. She could bang those keys. There's a lot of uh, tickle the ivory. There's a lot of videos on YouTube, like conspiracy videos about Stevie Wonder. Stop it! A lot of nobody wants to do. It. Nobody wants to play. The guy's a genius. Who 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 fakes being blind? <laughs> no, for their whole lives. <laughs> yeah, no, not for a week or so. No, for their whole lives. You no, know, he probably gets home and he walks around. <sighs> Nobody's keeping that secret, Todd. That's one that's not going to be kept a secret. <laughs> there's there's not a time in the day to, to worry about things like that. Really, I mean seriously. Come on now. Um, but yes. By the way, did Carly Simon? Could she tickle your ivories? Anything. Really? Lots of hair. She had lots of hair. Where? On her head? Lots of hair. Everywhere. Here, there, and everywhere. Can we dive into our coach's corner? It's brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Thank you, Tom McKay. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay. The really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. Here they all come in. Stevie Wonder is not blind. Stop. Here stop. Stop. Stevie It's a Friday. Oh, man. <laughs> this says, I sent you the video on Twitter. says, is that the same sense that detected Shaq getting on an elevator? And Stevie said, what's up, Shaq? So, okay. Somebody is now saying Stevie Wonder is, in fact, not 100% blind. So maybe so he's visually impaired. You were right what the I'm first saying. time. That's right. I don't know. I feel like that should have been, been brought up before. You know, I, Shaq's own claim. <laughs> what's up, Shaq? You know, you would Shaq sense. probably spoke first. What's up, Stevie? What's up, Stevie? Hey, Coach's Corner, can I mention it's a huge recruiting weekend for the Longhorns, for you Longhorn football fans. Uh, we mentioned last week the Longhorns uh, had a big you know, 2021 players coming in, uh, a lot of guys from across the country, and now they've landed a third commitment out of that. Remember they got the, uh, the safety out of Arizona, or the cornerback, who is the son of Adrian Wilson. Uh, he committed last weekend, and then the, the speedster uh, down from San Antonio uh, Smithson Valley, who committed, but yesterday, Buck, uh, a guy that when you watch him on film will, will kind of be John Robinson esque. He's got that kind of running style. He's a running back from Phoenix, Arizona, five star player. Christian Clark committed to Texas, uh, six foot two oh five. He was uh, chose the Longhorns over Georgia, Oregon, and Florida State. Safe to say, everybody was recruiting Christian Clark. Yep, he ends up choosing the Longhorns. Tashard Choice, Choice, the Longhorn running back coach, doing a really good job on the recruiting trail. So Christian Clark is in. So three commitments out of last weekend's uh, event. And now this weekend, they're calling it the five-star weekend. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian and his staff to set to host 21 more prospects from across the country. A lot of them in the state of Texas. And the biggest name, Buck, is Colin Simmons. He is the premier edge rusher from Duncanville. You know, as a junior, if you watch that state championship game last year up at Cowboy Stadium, and that guy was the best player on the field as a junior. Uh, unblockable off the edge. He'll be here this weekend. He'll be joined by Three other five-star prospects, 12 of the, I think it's 10 of the top 100 prospects in the country, 12 of the top 200 will be here. Uh, the Longhorns' current commitment for the, in the, at the quarterback position will be here this weekend for his official visit. He's already committed. That's Trey Owens from Cy Fair uh, down outside of Houston. He'll be here. There's also one running back coming in, uh, Jarek Gibson, running back from uh, IMG Academy. There'll be a couple wide receivers that are in here. Uh, kid Terry B- uh, Busey from Timpson, Texas. Also, Parker Livingstone from Lucas Lovejoy. Those are your two off, two, two uh, wide receivers. 
Uh, by the way, Terry Bussey is a five-star wide receiver from Timpson, Texas. Uh, also, offensive line, they got four of those guys rolling in here um, this weekend on the, on the line of scrimmage. Defensive linemen, five of them. Here's what I like. About, this is what we talked about with Steve Sarkeesian, Bo Davis, and the staff, and Pete Kwiatkowski-Buck. They're going, co- they're going into the deep south to recruit defensive linemen, right? I mean, they've got a di- defensive lineman coming in from Lafayette, Louisiana, who's a five-star player, Dominic McKinley. They also have uh, a defensive lineman from Lexington, Mississippi, uh, Terrence Hibbler coming in this weekend. Also, for a defensive lineman from Duncanville, Alex January. Defensive lineman from Bryant, Arkansas, and the IMG Academy. And another, another kid from Brownburg, Brownsburg, Indiana, who also plays at the IMG Academy. So those so those five defensive linemen coming in. Colin Simmons uh, and, and another edge player coming in. Five defensive backs will be here. So All top-ranked guys. Yeah, top-ranked. Uh, Kobe Black is a big one from Waco Connolly. He's a five-star player in the defensive backfield, a cornerback who will be here. So... Big names, so we'll obviously watch that into the weekend. Uh, Longhorns will roll out the red carpet and try to make their uh, put their best foot forward with some of the best players in the country. Colin Simmons, probably the biggest name, because that's not only is he the best player in the state, Buck. He's also that's a need for Texas. They need oh for sure. They need edge pressure. Everybody needs edge pressure, but uh, Longhorns that's that's really the one missing piece on the defense right now. They're hoping guys can step up this year, but going into the SEC. I mean, that, that, Colin Simmons will remind you of, of Will Anderson, one of those kind of players. Yeah, and once you get one, I mean, they start flowing. Once you have some success with one guy. That's right. Uh, that is right. All right, so uh, there's some of your coach's corner, Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. So uh, also Nick Saban, you know, Joel Klatt, Joel Klatt on Fox is doing a good job of uh, with, with you know, doing the – remember we did the Deion Sanders interview that he yep. did, that he put out? Uh, he's got his own show on TikTok, and he puts it out on social media. He sat down with Nick Saban. Let's play these in order that I, that I sent them to you, Ty. Uh, Nick Saban with, with Joel Klatt talking about college football. I thought this was pretty good stuff, uh, the state of it. We may have to flip it over into the next segment to hear the whole thing, all four of our cuts here. But here's Nick Saban with Joel Klatt. Uh, go ahead and fire up the first one because uh, you know, Joel Klatt does ask the question, so you'll know where the, the conversation is going. Do you think we need more parity in our sport? You guys have been dominant. There's other teams that are also dominating at times. Would you like to see more parity? And do you think that that's coming with the expanded playoff? Well, I think all leagues want to create parity. If you look at the NFL, mm-hmm. you know they, they would love for everybody to be 8-8 eight and eight going into the 17th game of the season because every fan base and every city – would be excited about what's the outcome of the next game. So parity creates a lot of excitement. I think it's harder to do in college football because we have so many different teams and the fundamentals are different at the University of Alabama as opposed to another school. And I don't want to mention another school, but a one double A school, a division two school, even the lower half, you know, division one school, the money's different, the dynamics are different, the investment that's made in the athletes and the program are different, and the value created for the athletes is different. So um, it's not all the same. So if we were going to create parity, we would have to take, okay, this is a group of 60 teams or however many, I don't know what the number is, and these are the four or five leagues that we're going to have, and we may consolidate them, and we're going to try to create parity in a more refined group Sure. I don't think that's the only way. That's probably the only way that you could accomplish that. Right there you go. There is uh, parity in college football. And that's something we've talked about. And I think we're headed there. 
I really do, or you're going to get to you know the 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 big three big three conferences, maybe big sure. four, and that'll be about sixty teams, maybe sixty five teams when it's all said and done, and those teams will play under a different set of rules than everybody else. Um, you know, when it comes to name, image, and likeness, and and portals and things of that nature, and then the NCAA would still have purview over everything else, all the other sports and the rest of college football outside of those 60 or 65 teams, uh, I do believe we're headed there. And that really, to me, Buck, is the only thing that makes sense because it's so – I mean, you can't have the same rules for Division three football or Division two football as you have for Division one football at this point. You just can't. I mean, they're so different, and it's so dynamically. Well, he even talked about how the money, I mean, he didn't quite say the money, but he said that's different sure. than that. I mean, Sure. And, and, you know, Alabama and Texas shouldn't play by the same rule book as, I don't think. I mean, they're, I mean, they're generating the money for all of these athletic departments across the country. The football programs are. So, you know, I think even ADs would be for, okay, let's separate the top 65, uh, at least certainly the ADs that those 65 schools sure. would be for it. Um, you know, and you, we could still have, you know, a second and a third tier. They just play by a different set of rules. Um, and, and then you could create a governing body that oversees that, you know, those four conferences. And, you know, you could have a, a commissioner of those four conferences, That's right? That's what I'm for. And then there could be some, some, you know, uniformity to how things are run. I just don't know that it's possible to do it when, when everything is under one umbrella, all what, 300-some schools that play college football yeah, at whatever level. Yeah, the same rules. It's really, you can't have that same rule book. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Let's hear another one. Nick Saban with Joel Klatt talking the uh, state of college football. Fascinated with what you say about the sport because it seems like at the heart of it, you have the, the, the sport globally and what's best for it at heart. Are you ever conflicted at, at any point between what's good for the sport overall and what's good specifically for Alabama? Well, if you would ask anybody else in our profession, they would answer that yes, because they think that everything that I say about the sport globally is to benefit Alabama, which is not really true. What I think we have a great sport, and I think it's been great for a lot of people for a lot of years, including myself, when I had the opportunity to play for Don James, who had a great impact on my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, even got me headed in a direction that has been, you know, something that I've enjoyed tremendously for many, many years. So I do look at the sport and the big picture of the sport and what's best for the sport, and not just for football, but what are the consequences of some of the things that we're doing now if we continue down this road and how it impacts other sports and how it impacts opportunities for other people to play other sports that may not be revenue-producing sports, but yet for many, many years have created opportunities for people to get an education, yep. to better their quality of life down the road, and have a chance to compete as college student-athletes. I mean, I don't know how does that impact all of them. So um, I really do try to think about what's best for the sport. And I mean, we have to deal with name, image, and likeness now, but when we started this a few years ago and I said, is this what we want college football to become? I got criticized for saying that. And now people are saying, whoa, you know, maybe we should be looking at this a little closer because, you know, maybe this isn't what we want college sports to become. Right. So. All right, there's Nick Saban uh, with Joel Klatt. We'll have more coming up. Uh, good stuff. We, 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 we talked about, uh, you know, the 
the uh, the current transfer portal situation. You know, it's one thing to have name, image, and likeness and be able to benefit from that, which he's for. But uh, the fact that you can just transfer and and you know transfer out at any moment doesn't seem like a pretty even an even trade to Nick Saban. We'll hear that coming up. Also, a couple others with the Alabama head coach Longhorns, of course, play at Alabama. Second game of this season with the uh, Crimson Tide looking to replace both coordinators, quarterback Will Anderson, two of the top three picks in the draft, but still will be Alabama when the Longhorns get there in early Yeah, I believe September. Nick Saban really does believe that it, that this hurts other sports. He, and he, I think he brings in, I mean, all, that he cares about women's sport, he cares about basketball, he cares about more than just a football program. I do, it, it may not, you know. He may be Nick Saban and a big football guy and all that stuff, but I think he cares about all the all the sports he at his university and you know, and how it affects everybody. Sure. And but you know Alabama specifically, but at the same time, yes, the big picture of college yeah. athletics. I think we we're all concerned about it, but at the same time, how do you fix it? And they doesn't seem to be a lot of leadership. Well, I think the problem is they still don't they don't want to have a, a they they don't like the NCAA, but but they still need to have a governing body. And they just how do you ever get the, all these guys together and and gals together to say? Yes, we'll do that. We'll do that in the SEC. We we need to have somebody that can govern us, except for the it, we don't want it to be the NCAA. We don't want it to be them. Right. And when I, we talked about maybe the sixty sixty five teams, because we also know with women's women's sports and athletic departments, as I said, football funds it all. I mean, outside of basketball, college basketball and football fund athletic departments across the country. I mean, when we talk about a hundred million dollars, yeah, I mean media that's just the basic the fundamental. 10, that's just the way it is. Right. I mean that, and it has been. So, you know, I think athletic departments would say we can't kill the golden goose, but we have to fix the golden goose, right? We have to yes. make it as, as equitable as possible, but that's challenging. When there's, and that's, that's where I think we, you know, everybody has ideas, but how do you implement them? Because, look, I mean, we talk about, you know, the Longhorns moving to the SEC. It's a decision that's going to net the, the athletic department $75, $80 million annual in media rights, but that goes to the entire athletic department. That doesn't just go to football. Right. Um, that's the football team generating that revenue for everybody. Um, you know, and that's, and we know a lot of athletic departments across the country don't make money, Buck. They lose money trying to keep up, uh, which is why I do think you have to create a tier system. You have to separate it and be real about it instead of... I like that. Be real about it. You know, you're not there. You're yeah, not making that sorry. kind of money. I mean, it's, it's yes, but you, you're going to have your own set of rules. We're going here and then we can govern ourselves with 60 or 65 teams. Um, that's just, that's just where it's headed. And, uh, you know, fan interest drives it. TV interest drives it. Uh, revenues drive it, and whether that's fair or not, or you like that or not, it's not like it used to be. It's where it is, uh, and you know, name, image, and likeness is here to stay. You're not, you know, the courts have ruled. I mean, you're not putting that genie back in the bottle. You just have Mm-mm. to figure out how you're going to ne- negotiate it. We'll hear more from Nick Saban coming up. We'll also talk more about the NBA draft from last night. How good is Victor Wembanyama? Is he indeed the uh, best prospect to enter the draft since LeBron James 20 years ago? And he's had quite the impact on the league, obviously. Spurs fans hope so. We'll pick that up, plus the hot or not topics. It's being on the horn. Chad and Zay. And Franklin has to do something. He's like a Keelan Robinson. They just don't know how to plug him in at the right spots, but you knew he has something to him. Yeah, just don't sit him in a place by himself like you did on the Thanksgiving Day special. Yeah. Don't do that. When you put him on the bus, make sure he blends a little bit better. Man, put him on one side of that ping pong table by himself. They did him wrong. A dog and a bird got better yeah. seats than Franklin <laughs> did that day. Woodstock. Come on, y'all. Woodstock had a better seat than Franklin. Weekdays 12 to 3 on the whole. It's Bucky and Aaron. For the top of the hour, it'll be hot or not. 
We got a lot of hot or not stories today, including uh, it is indeed true that Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are dead serious about a cage match and a fight. And Dana White of the UFC has gotten involved and wants to put it on. Show business. <laughs> Billionaires duking it out. I'm in. Also, Aaron Rodgers spoke at a psychedelic conference this week. Yeah, I saw that. Conference on psychedelics. He's all in. So uh, he's pushing for the legalization of psychedelics at a conference earlier this week. Uh, suggested that uh, ayahuasca improved his skills on the field. How's that going to go with the Jets? By the way, the Jets are now trending as the team that may sign Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Yeah, Jets. Third place. Dalvin Cook, Garrett Wilson. I think I'm kind of with you on that, Aaron Todd. Rogers. Still third place. Maybe fourth. Well, that division, someone's finishing fourth because it's, it's, it's trending that DeAndre Hopkins is likely to sign or possibly going to sign with the New England Patriots to give Mac Jones a go-to target uh, along with Bill Belichick's strong defense and special teams that he typically has. Uh, so, yeah, that division, I don't know, man. Someone's going to finish first. Someone's going to finish fourth. But Miami's improved. Buffalo's the best team, we think. Uh, you know, Dolphins, Jets, and uh, New England. All, all plan to be playoff teams, but two is getting really good at jujitsu too. Is that right? Yeah, I mean they said he's not only getting. Is he good. training with Mark Zuckerberg? He's doing about really. To say. Get he, those two together. Yeah, he's he's not gonna. I mean, you're not gonna be able to just knock him out. He's gonna be like a cat. Be just like a cat. Well, it's it's really your fall school. Yeah, it's fall. Just got to learn how to fall. Speaking of fall school, now people are sending me the video of Stevie Wonder sensing that a microphone was falling and grabbing it. Blind people cannot sense those things okay. unless he is not fully blind. I just don't understand the idea that this guy would be faking being blind. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting deals that he drives a he car. He drives a car. It's a good act. It's not a good act. Nobody. What kind of act is that? What do you mean it's a what good kind of, act? What anybody in your right mind wants to Why do that? Why wouldn't he just be a performer like he is and say, what? that doesn't make any sense? Oh, there's people that fake all kinds of stuff every single day. Wow. Way worse things than being blind. It's a weird, I don't know. Maybe his age. Seventy-three years old. Why would he fake that for seventy-three years? You have you been going this long? Oh my gosh! You mean you just got to go with it once you start? I'm not a full believer in this, but there is. I'm, I'm with Trey. There is some video evidence that makes me question things okay. at least a little bit. Yeah. Well, I question why those five billionaires got on a submersible that a lot of people were concerned about, including a guy who pulled out of the trip, citing safety, safety concerns. That's why I don't think we should really feel bad. <laughs> about this i'm over it i'm over it but uh i feel terrible for the 19 year old kid who apparently didn't yeah, want to go sucks his dad yeah to get in that essentially made him go chamber with all those titanic and he weirdos. took the spot of the guy that didn't want to go because he didn't want, didn't think it was safe enough and then on father's day i mean that was what a terrible story hey so let's hit, go back to the nick saban conversations we'll get back into the nba draft as well we are going to talk uh, for a second straight day with our buddy keenan womack from orangebloods.com the draft expert his thoughts on what went down last night was he surprised Brandon Miller went two ahead of Scoot Henderson. What do you think about the Rockets getting Amen Thompson? And then at 20, getting the Villanova swingman, who a lot of people thought was a top 10 pick. We'll talk with him about that coming up. Uh, and how good is Victor Wenbanyama? Hot or not for that. But first, more with Nick Saban. Uh, Ty, let's play this, this one because uh, this is interesting. There are a couple more with Nick Saban. He was talking with Joel Klatt. And, um, you know, the conversation of with, with, with Joel Klatt about um, but let's play the night. This is about uh, Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC 
and that last year Nick Saban essentially felt like, you know, you know when, when it was reported that the Alabama would have been favored over three of the four teams in the playoff, then why weren't we in the playoff? And so here's Nick Saban talking about parity, what it'll mean for the SEC with Texas and Oklahoma joining that conference in 2024, uh, what it means to try to win that championship. So our fan base, they want to dominate. So my job is to try to create a program here where we have the best chance to succeed and have success relative to the competition. But I think even in the SEC, when you add Texas and Oklahoma, there's going to be more parity because there's probably going to be six, seven teams ranked in the top 20 sure. that are going to be playing each other. So, um, But the problem with the way the whole system is, there's no account accounting for that. Right. So all we do is take the teams that win the most games at the end of the year and put them at the in the playoffs. But do you really get the best teams? You know, when, when, they, when they told me that we would be favored against three out of the four teams that got in the playoff, I'm like, well, why aren't we in the playoff? Sure. Does that mean they have a better team? Or does it mean that those people don't know what they're talking about? I, I really don't know that. But, um, and I'm not being critical of anybody, but if, if you're going to have parity, you have to have a better way of figuring out who has the best teams. Not just because you lose two games on the last play of the game. Yeah that knocks you out when you may be better than somebody else who didn't have the same circumstances that they had to play in. All right, there's Nick Saban. That is so stupid. Why's that? I mean, you, he just seems like, well, when you lose two games, a lot, you, you lost those games, Nick. Yeah. It's like That's how the, you don't just get Wins a free pass because you're Nick Saban you're Alabama. Well, in, in a couple of years when that thing goes, when it moves up, he will be It'll in be that. 12-team playoff in 2024. Right. Well, you shouldn't be worried then. Well, but why but, he's still complaining? Well, because he felt like his team last year would have had a good chance to win the national championship, is why, and they lost two road games on the last play of the yeah, game. Don't, and, don't lose those games. Then. Well, that's that's fair. Simple as that? That's fair point. Yeah, but, and, and it's going to change when that time comes. You'll be you'll be in those games, coach. He does sound a little whiny. Sure. Uh, well, look, I mean, you you go to bat for your team. I mean, uh, politicking for your team is. I, I don't mind coaches that do that. That's what they do. Those guys put in a lot of time. I know. I know all teams do. Just saying, you know, the coach is going to have, you know, if, if Vegas has them favored over three of the four teams, including like a TCU, who didn't win their conference. Of course, they lost the conference championship game. I was fine with TCU being in. Right. But I think that's a team he would be talking about. That yeah, but Michigan was favored like 15 points over TCU, and TCU won that game. They it's sure not did. All about, it's not all about, I know very well, it's not always what the line <laughs> is, what happens in the game. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Saban's point would be that they played – Kansas State, who beat TCU in the Big 12 title game, and they beat them by four or five touchdowns in the Sugar Bowl. But, uh, again, he he had a team with a great quarterback, and he felt like you know two plays that separated them. I get his point, but it's going to 12 teams, so right. that will change, but that won't change it for this current his team of no, this coach, past year. No, Coach, it didn't work that way this year, but it will in the future. Your team will be in there. Let's hear from uh, Nick Say one more time. This is on you know changes he would make right now to college football. This is Joel Klatt, I think, doing a good job of – of uh, leading Nick Saban in some inter- interesting conversations. So our fan base, they want to dominate. I don't – the same one keeps playing here, Aaron. Okay. Well, I sent it to you. Uh, it's probably the best, best one as far as the conversation goes. Can you – I just sent it to you a minute ago. 
I did not see it. Just give me give me 30 seconds. All right, there you go. But uh, this, uh, we'll read some text. It says, Saban should have had three losses, and he knows it. Bag of cash in the north end zone. Oh, <laughs> bag of cash. Yeah, I was just sitting in the north end zone, and that was a uh, that was a terrible call for sure. Also, hey, Nick, what about the game you won on the last play here in Austin? The statement sounds more and more like a crying little you-know-what these days. Quit crying, Nick. Okay. Well, appreciate that. I mean, he's just trying to defend his team. I think so. I mean, I, I you know, but I, I get his point that, you know, we, we, we lost two games, one at Tennessee, one at LSU. Both were really good teams on the last play of the game. Um, but you only got there's only four spots, Coach. I mean, there's only four places. So and you lost. And you lost two games. You lost. Right. Um, you lost. No matter what happened, you lost the game. Correct. You didn't win the game. Yeah, that's uh, that, bad. That ref, bad, bad calls or whatever. You didn't win those games. You lost. Correct. And Michigan was undefeated. Georgia was undefeated. Uh, now TCU took a loss, but that was only one loss, right? They were twelve and zero before the Big Twelve championship game loss, so they found themselves into the playoff. Uh, Dude, that, he is hating Kirby Smart doing this to him. Well, that's part of it, you know. Kirby, he's former, just hating this now. I you mean, know, Nick likes to beat up on his former coaches. Oh and, man, uh, former assistants. This is um, absolutely just tearing him apart. All right, this says uh, it's terrible reasoning. He lost two games. He was favored in. Nick is too whiny. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Damn E looks like BK dressed like Elton John last night. It's true. I'm telling you, if you look at that Grady Dick outfit uh, last night in uh, in Brooklyn, he looks a lot like our our, our man Brad Kellner. I mean, he really does. Um, now Brad's not six eight. He's about six four though. Brad's a tall drink of water. Brad, isn't he? Brad is not six four. Six three. How no, tall is Brad Kellner? No. You're six. He's taller than you. No, he is not. Oh my goodness. He's not, not taller than you. Than six two yes, and a half. Guy. No, he isn't. You're six two, correct? I've been in this room with Brad Kilner before. He is not even close to as tall as he, he is. This dude right here is the weirdest six foot not two guy you've ever. Not even close to as tall as I'm saying. Derek Cohen and 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 Brad BK are like the same height. Are you blind? Are you Stevie Wonder? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> what are you going, Stevie Wonder? What are you on? doing over here? Is this a bit? He's not tall. Yes, it, Brad Kilner is pretty tall, tall and lanky. I'm going to text him right now, ask him how tall he is on his driver's license. There you that go. Six two and a half, six three. No, you got to find that out, E. Okay. Uh, this See, is- Ty got me wrong. The last time I, I questioned Ty on height, he was absolutely right. He is six foot two and sleeps on the couch. Just being safe. All right. This says uh, if Alabama had TCU's schedule, they would have been undefeated. Problem is, the level of competition isn't the same for everyone. That's true. That is true. Um, uh, the this argument about Bama is being better is, is tiresome and some BS. If they were better, they'd have won those games. That's right. It says, "Ty, you're like six foot with your flip flops on. Quit lying." <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll be back. Uh, hot or not coming, including the uh, the match of the century coming. Is this like the Thriller in Manila? Uh, it's going to be Mark Zuckerberg against Elon Musk, and it's a true thing. We'll get you details coming next on Beanie. What's hot? And what's not? What's Hot, What's Not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Hot Not on this, uh, what's going to be back to 100 degree Friday after a little bit of a reprieve yesterday and some rain overnight and into yesterday morning. Nothing like they said last night. How about this, Buck? uh, You ever been to Red Rocks Amphitheater? I have. A beautiful uh, concert venue outside of Denver. Last night, someone named Louis Louis Tomlinson was playing there. Sold out crowd. 
and uh, a freak hailstorm rolled through the oh, mountains. Oh, I saw the people scattering. Oh, man. my gosh. 80 to 90 people were treated at the scene. Several went to the hospital um, because, like, baseball-sized hail and golf-ball-sized hail started just pelting folks. Had to cancel the show. Um, safe to say extreme. I had lived, you know, when I worked at the ranch in Wyoming, that would happen every now and again where you'd be out and the, the hailstorm. Golf ball size. And just would hurt like hell. Uh, hopefully you had a, a hat piece, on. or yeah, a piece of ice hitting you. I saw some pictures on video of people who got home and they had just welts all over their back. Um, you know, I don't I've know. never been in I've been fortunate. I've never been in any of that stuff. Uh, it was pretty frequent, when, you know, when I was in, in the, even in the summertime. I mean, this is where this is, right? It's June. Um, but, yeah, I remember when I was working at the ranch, one of the years it, it snowed on the 4th of July up in the mountains. I mean, we were 10,000 feet up, but you'd get those freak hailstorms, and, man, they hurt. Uh, it really does. I mean, it is, it's serious, and uh, hope everybody's going to be okay in that situation. Also, in Hot or Not, the uh, according to... This story makes me laugh. According to Dana White now, Dana White is in charge of the UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship. He uh, he says the Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are dead serious about fighting each other, and he wants to make it happen. He think it'll be the biggest fight of all time. Um, is he trying to pay per view this? Uh, yeah, I'm it, not paying money you, to watch that crap. Dana White says he talked to both of them, and they're quote absolutely dead serious about it. Not surprisingly, he's more than willing willing to make it happen. He says it easily could be the biggest fight with a pay-per-view cost of 100 bucks. No. I'd pay 20 Come on, we'd each pitch in 20 of our own dollars to watch that fight. You guys are both on Mark Zuckerberg to win handily. With Not his... anymore. I saw, saw how big, tall he is. Little guy. He's like five inches shorter. Is he really? You know, you have a height problem. Just you know like, that right just now. Just like BK with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody texted and said, I've met BK when I'm, I'm 6'2", and he was about my height. I've met BK, too. Y'all know, like, I, he's not, you said he was 6'4". I was like, I whoa. He's he's lanky. I mean, he I'm 6'4". Six, six I'm 6' even, and he's taller than me. And that's no, right, Ty. I'm 5'9 and 3 quarters. How tall am I, 6'7"? Like, what is it? No, no, you're you're 6'1". How no, big is not. the fish t- there, Ty? You're not 6'7". You're not 6'4". This says, Ty, you sound like Nick Saban. <laughs> Uh, this is I'd pay a hundred. I'd pay a hundred. I, I would. I, I don't pay I would. for fights very often, but to see that, I'd be in. It's on not that. like it's going to be a good fight. It's not going to last very long. What do you mean? One of the two is tiring out to gassed. get their ass knocked out. Is it a fight to the death? Now I'm watching. I'd pay a hundred bucks for that. <laughs> now I'm watching. Can we do like with with weapons and stuff? No, no, can't do that. Someone has only one can leave the ring. Here's a Texas BK six two all day. See? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know there's some fanboys for BK out there. Fanboys. Wow. It's going to be a great blitz. How about this on the not hot side? The CEO and co-founder of Ocean Gate, who is now deceased. Um, the company, the, the, the word imploded, says he, he he and his company were were built to break the rules. Built to break the rules. Push they the wanted adventures. That's open up for all, that's a lawsuit. Well, he's dead, so... Well, he's still got a company. That. He still had a company. He says Ty is confusing BK with Tyler Coe. Now, <laughs> Tyler Coe was... Never met him. Um, he, He's probably about 5'5". Five, five, BK five, was the six. first person to show me the ropes on the board in here. Good dude. He's a good man. Years yeah, ago. Five, 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 six maybe for Tyler. Our man uh, Craig Way has told us that Louis Tomlinson, pronounced Louis, was in one direction. My daughter is a huge fan, and Chad was planning to take his daughter... 
to see the show this summer. Louis Tomlinson from One Direction. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Appreciate that. Hot or not. Ty, what do you have for us in the hot or not topics that we've missed? We'll get to the headlines at the top of the hour. Also, Keenan Womack will jump in again to get his thoughts on the draft. We previewed it with him yesterday. Now that it's in the books, what does he think went down there? What were his thoughts on what went down last night? Uh, but what do you have for us, T.Y.? Uh, nothing big. Dick Vitale. Oh, I know, hated to see that. Nothing with Grady Dick, but he had he went over went two throat surgeries yesterday. But he said he's back to he's on the road to recovery and he should be good for college basketball this season. He will be 85 years old. Two more. He had just he went through two more surgeries. Well, he says that the uh, remember he's got the the cancer cancer on his vocal cords and it was clear, but now apparently it's come back and he's got a surgery, two surgeries to go, one coming up in July that uh, he'll need some prayers for sure. Good luck, coach. Do you yeah. think he should? I think he should be done. Well, I, I just hope he's okay. Yeah, him and Lee Corso need to. I think he's. He, I think he's. Hope he's okay. I mean, he's been so, in the wake of the death of his friend Jim Valvano, they've done so much with the Coaches versus Cancer Absolutely. organization and raised so much money for such that such a cause. And now, obviously, he's battling it just like his friend Jim Valvano did. Um, yeah, prayers, prayers for sure. Quick recovery, v. coach. Yep. Uh, you know, he's not for everybody, but he is. Uh, there's no doubt that his impact on college basketball has been massive, massive. We'll talk some basketball coming up. NBA draft. In addition to uh, the, the 58 picks made last night, Sir Jabari Rice is going to be playing close to home as well. We'll get you details on that. What a great baseball game we had in Omaha last night. We'll recap it for you and hear how it ended as we roll forward. It's B&E on the Horn.